Hey everybody, this is Tyson and Logan, and you're listening to Dad Bods and Beards Podcast. It's a show that gives you a fresh look on being a father, a husband, and honestly, a man being in today's world. For people who want to have a good time, laugh, and be uplifted, thanks for subscribing and listening. Now for the show. Welcome to Dad Bods and Beards. I'm Tyson. And I'm Logan. And uh, we appreciate you guys being patient with us because for a while, Logan has been puking so hard (laughs) that he created a little hernia. And I have just been crazy busy. As you can see, I have this little quiet, tired voice, Paul Paul Tyson. I'm trying not to laugh because I just was like, and I'm Logan. Like, I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> I'm like, what? Go with it because I'm like, yeah, it's just Logan. And then you're like, and we're just going to go off the bat with Logan had a hernia. <laughs> and he vomited because uh, it's so hard that it created oh. a hernia. Dude, we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna come out, you know, hitting hard in 2024. The only thing that hit hard in 2024 was life. <laughs> yeah so sorry guys we we are we are a couple weeks late because tyson is embarking on a huge a huge adventure with copper johns and a major change which is going to be for the good so it's been he's been i think you've slept you said what 20 hours in the last two weeks Mm -hmm. no joke and yeah i and then me i i vomited so hard on christmas eve that i literally herniated my stomach through my esophagus and i have just barely started to recover the last couple of days. Such a jerk. In my mind, I'm like, oh, dude, you can get the what is it? What is that surgery? Yeah, oh, bypass. You can get <laughs> bypass for free now. <laughs> I looked it up. My insurance would cover if I wanted it. Oh, 100%. Because my brother had that hernia. But the problem is, I've now gone on record at my doctor's office from the last time I went in for a checkup to this time, and they weigh you. And my doctor was even like, oh, you've actually lost quite a bit of weight. Good for you. So it's like they would like, is he from the circus or something? Why? Did that sound like a circus? More of a clownish. Oh, Or like Mickey Mouse. Oh, boy. Good for you. <laughs> <Ross Wade. laughs> That's a horrible impression. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, uh, no, he was like, oh, good for you. You've actually lost weight. So I don't think that would, I think that would disqualify me the fact that I've shown that I could lose weight. Oh, yeah, and you, you shouldn't anyway. It's not healthy. You should just continue doing what you're doing and work out and eating healthy. And Which I fell off that bandwagon so hard. Dude, it was like January. Jan- I was Everyone else, I was like January 1st, blah, blah, blah. But granted, you and I were already on, like, we kind of got over that hump of like, oh, one day I'm gonna. And like, we did 75 hard. It kind of kick-started both of us, and I stayed on it pretty good. But I was like... I'm going to do 75 hard again, starting on January 1st. It'll be good. You know, first 75 days of the year. And I even texted you. I'm like, yeah, starting 75 hard on Monday. If you want to thinking I would feel better by that point. And I think I texted you like Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, yeah, I didn't start. (laughs) I feel like I'm dying. No, it's uh, it's just unfortunate. Like you said, life hits, you know, I've been uh, working. We've been working so hard that I think uh, I got a little sick on Sunday and I haven't, I'm just, I'm beat. So it's been really nice. What's funny is that, you know, I do therapy. It's not, it's not a, a, a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's like, Tyson, last time I heard, uh, you're, I've been listening to some of your podcasts. You just seem down. And I'm like, I don't know if it's down is the right word. Definitely, definitely stressed and tired. So uh, I'm looking forward to what's going about to happen. And uh, hopefully that alleviates some of the stress off of me. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, when you, when you spend as much time or talk to somebody as much, I mean, I can hear it in your voice too, but at the same time, like you could tell, like when you would talk to me, you're like, you don't sound good. I'm like, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like crying, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can always tell when you're not sleeping very much, which if you're not sleeping much, chances are Candace is sleeping less. She is sleeping <laughs> you, less. You guys are both just, just beat to death. So, but I mean, it's a heck of a way to start the year for you guys because it's going to kickstart an even better situation for you guys as far as time wise. So I'm excited for you. I think it's going to be fun. It's, well, I'm excited it's, for all of us. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. I'm excited for this podcast. I think uh, I think we have some really good people who listen to us that reach out to us, and uh, I'm really excited. Looking forward. Like I said, we have a lot of good people that are on on uh, record that they're going to be on with us, and we just got to <laughs> set some times and dates with them, and so it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely, this is the kickoff. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, Tyson and I are both still slammed with a bunch of stuff that we're figuring out, but we are going to be planning on doing, hopefully in the next, maybe maybe February, we're going to start trying to do maybe one to two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. We just have to kind of get ahead of the eight ball on on our schedule, talking to people, recording episodes. Like I said, producer Jace is probably going to be working overtime a little bit, um, but no, I'm excited. And I think it's just reevaluating and understanding that like you get these expectations of like how things are going to go. And then life is like, Hey, curveball, <laughs> And that curveball hits you right in the face. <laughs> you didn't even get a swing on it. Dude. No joke. Like kids, kids are gotten even more busy, gotten even more problems. And it's just like, it's always something. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was down here about to start, and then all of a sudden, Ken is like, "Hey, you need to go pick up order from work, and then you need to go do this, this, and this." I'm like, "Okay, I love my family. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. It's like I'm going to do it because I love you. I don't want to do it." But well, I'm I mean, it's, it's the same thing that you know you and I have talked about. I mean, sometimes we would record on Monday night so that we would have like Tuesday to edit and produce, so that it would drop by Wednesday. But the last few months, my schedule has changed because family, like every Monday night, and I've got no shame in saying this because the economy sucks. My seven-year-old daughter loves tumbling and gymnastics and and like your daughter, she's just, she's a natural. She's a knack. She's got a huge knack for it. Very, very coordinated when it comes to all of the different, you know, exercises they do. That's not a cheap sport by any means, even especially when they're that young. And when they're comp, it's stupid. Yeah. And see, she's not even, she's not even competitive yet. She's just like learning the techniques and learning the basics, but it's still an expensive like membership, so to speak. So her gym does a really cool thing where if you are like a parent volunteer and you can come clean the studio once a week after hours, then it pretty much pays for your kid's membership. I'm not rolling in the rolling in the dough that I can just fork out all this stuff, all this extracurricular stuff all the time. So an opportunity that jumped up where I'm like, I can trade my time for, you know, a bill. So every Monday night between like nine o'clock and 11 o'clock, I'm cleaning this dance studio. So that kind of took, you know, more time away that we do this podcast. But I think it's still important that we are making the time to do this. And you and I've talked about this a lot Yeah, of the impact that we've seen this have not only on our lives, but the lives of people that listen. Like, I mean, I was getting messages like, Hey, it's January. You guys had your break. (laughs) Like (laughs) give me my fix. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it's, it's just that work life balance. And then this is the actual curricular stuff that you and I do that, you know, I think has yielded some fun results, but at the same time, like, we still got to find the time to do it and mm-hmm. it can be, it can be 
taxing a little bit, but it's it's worth it. I'm not complaining. Yeah, and there's like last week, I knew you were feeling well, but um, it's been a it's been a rough go for me this past like Candace. I like I told my therapist, I'm like, I think I hide it well, and I'm really oh, I'm you like, do. I think I hide it well, and then Candace's like, you don't hide it well at all. Like I know. Well, you don't hide it well from your wife. Yeah, of course. I think I do. Like, like you, it's just kind of like, hey, you have a bill, and you know it's due, and you have no idea how you're going to take care of it. You just tell your wife it's going to be okay, and yeah. you'll figure it out. And you always do, but inside, you're in a lot of like, how the freak am I going to get this done? Oh, yeah. You got a whirlwind going on. Yeah, but to them, you're you're okay. And, yeah. and uh, for me, I feel like I've been that way, and I guess I haven't with her. Like... And I'm like, I'm sorry if I put you through anything. Like it's it's not on purpose. It's not. And she's like, like, no, you're you're nice and everything. I can just tell you're down. Yeah, I can just tell that you're not your chipper self. And I'm like, like I just recorded for Instagram posts and all that kind of stuff, some educational stuff. And Ken's like, I didn't know how you were going to do it. She's like, you're you're not yourself. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, it's been rough. I don't know if it's because of the cold, if it's because of just non sleeping. A mixture of both, but uh yeah, there was a time now I'm gonna tell everyone this is this is weird, I'm gonna say this, but you you've you personally have uh expressed your stuff, but yours is past and this is present for me. But I haven't felt this way, but there was a time where uh just last week or two weeks ago where my uh daughter pretended to shoot me, you know, like pew, pew, you know, just like you're mm-hmm. dead and in my mind. First time I ever thought this. I'm like, I wish. And uh, it really got me. I've never felt that way before. Like, I'm like, yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? And and I told the therapist, he's like, okay, now he's all worried about me. And I'm like, no, I'm not suicidal. I'm not, I'm nothing like that. It's just, uh, I think I'm just exhausted. No, I, I, I like, I can identify with that, right? Because <clears throat> I've been at the part, the point where, not in no way, shape. You know, I'm not comparing because there's no yeah. comparison. There never needs no. to be any comparison. Well, everyone I've, has something different going I've on. I've been life. I've been in that situation for myself. You know, in you know a different stage where I was actually maybe more decisive about that versus mm-hmm. thinking of like I mean, if there wasn't a feeling of a sense of relief that comes with that situation of that feeling, people it wouldn't it wouldn't be a thing. Like people, it wouldn't be enticing to people who are struggling because, mm-hmm. unfortunately you know, suicide and things like that, there is an enticement to it, to people who are struggling from people who are tired, people who are exhausted, people who are just broken. And like, there's just that, like, I'm done, like not joking. I'm done, but just like, I, I, I want to break. I, you know, I want to be done. I don't have to do this anymore. And then your mind can just go down that rabbit hole if your brain chemicals are off. So it's like, dude, I, you don't even have to explain it to me. And I think there's a lot of people that are listening to this. You don't even have to explain that either because Dude, there were days I remember waking up and being like, almost like, it would have just been better if I had just not woken mm-hmm. up. Because that happens. People are just like, oh, they passed in their sleep. And I'm like, man, if I'd have done that, I got life insurance. My wife and kids would have been fine. But in the re- in, in, in the real aspect of it, like the real life, nobody would have been fine. It would have yeah, been. I actually been... broke down that night with Candace. I don't do that. To be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever done that before. And if I have, I don't remember when. And I'm just, I broke down and she's like, I love you. You know, this is going to be okay. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Cause I'm not supposed to be that. Like, that's how I feel. Like I'm supposed to be the strong one because uh, there is a, a, a show and it's called next to normal. It's a play. 
uh, musical and um, we were going to allow our son to go to it. Like I love theater. I'm a theater person. I love it. Um, I wasn't always that way, but I am now. And so we went to a show. um, We were, I bought a ticket for Isaac and me and Candace and it was called next to normal. And the day before we had a child, literally a child, a 10 year old kill himself because his dad said no on playing a PlayStation rather than doing his homework. Oh my gosh. And so so uh this was just in our neighborhood. And and what happened and what next to normal is this is about dealing with tragedy like that. But you don't know what's going on in the show. So we, I knew what it was about, but I didn't know what it was about. So we go can I'm like, okay, Isaac, you can't go because this was around that time, uh, when he was 12, 13 years old. And so we went there and uh the dad and mom, they were they were both struggling with each other, and you knew they were struggling, but they were putting on the best show because the daughter was there the son was there and they were just being good trying to be a good parents for the family and then during the show you see the daughter starts to just like cry and like why don't you pay attention to me mom and dad then all of a sudden the wife was like why don't you pay attention to me husband and all this kind of stuff and then at the very end so spoiler i am going to spoil the show yeah at the very end the wife leaves the husband and the family the daughter goes to college with another man uh with a guy and, and all that kind of stuff and you find out that the son that's been there the whole time that's kind of being ignored the whole show he committed suicide before the show started and then at the very end the dad goes into the son's room and cries and then the show is over and you and, and to, dude that's what i mean and so i feel like that's a lot of men right now where we have to be the strong ones and we're not allowed to be the weak one not i don't think crying is weak i think i mean just like be we have to hold everyone up that i feel like sometimes it's detrimental to all of us and yeah. uh so I, what i really appreciate with lydia and what she brought back to us is high lows and gratitudes and so we do the highs you know we've talked about this before in these podcasts we go high low uh high for the day low for the day and what we're grateful for and that has really, really allowed me to tell you, tell them, and they listen, and they actually ask questions about it. Why? Like today, you know, like uh, not today, but like one day I said, I am just exhausted, guys. Like nothing's going well today, I feel like. But I'm grateful that we're doing this. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for that we love each other. And my high is actually just sitting here at dinner with you. And um, But then they just started, asking, why, Dad? Why this? Why this? Why this? Why this? And now they know how I feel. And I feel like that has been, I've been able to express myself a little bit better with them because of that. And I understand them a little bit better too, because they get to do the same thing. So I feel like that's been really therapeutic for our family, but I don't know if that's what's been on my mind these past couple of weeks as I work and uh, just contemplate like, why the crap am I feeling this way? Because I shouldn't feel this way because I have so many good things in my life. Yeah. And I think all of us have good things in your life. Like you have amazing, amazing things in your life. And sometimes we're just down and I don't get it, but maybe, like I said, I think I'm a little bit imbalanced. I think uh, my testosterone's off and uh, I think I'm just tired too. So, Dude, I, I think that was great because, I mean, it was good for me to just sit there and listen because um, you said a lot of things that were really resonating with me. It's always nice to hear it's always nice to hear this side of you because you and I normally joke a lot. We do talk about a lot mm-hmm. of serious stuff, but it you don't open up as much as I do. And that's not, that's not a fault of yours. I'm just, I talk a lot more, right? <laughs> uh, but I also but, feel like being a, 
social uh, being a company owner being prominent in social media i feel like i need to hold myself to a certain you know i feel that way even though i don't necessarily think it might be true but some sort of professionalism and and uh even though today we did the whole i reposted our people think we're <laughs> gay i'm like yeah that a lot Dude, of i think the tides are changing even more so that i think I th- I think that the current generation, the way businesses ran people, especially with millennials now kind of in the management, business production, business, you know, business owners, all that stuff. Millennials, I think, are more even more so about like being open, being vulnerable, being honest. Like to me and, and uh, I, I know I can speak for pretty much everyone else on the Copper Johns team and anyone else that interacts with you in the slightest. We appreciate the raw honesty and vulnerability. I mean, this is why, this is why, I mean, when we went to Vegas, I know we talk about Vegas all the freaking time, but I think it was such a pivotal moment for like me, you, Matt, Robert, everybody who went there that, you know, and, and Austin was there too. And, and, but like, I feel like the, we just like found this like, whoa, what are the chances that four of us were all like, could like from completely different, you know, parts of the freaking you know, literally, country and all, literally Utah, all connected within New York and Florida. within a few hours, and it's just like, oh, you know why? Because you're a good dude that doesn't that just tells it how it is. You're a good dude that tells it how it is. I feel like I'm an okay dude that tells it how it is, and I just realized that I think that vulnerability is what springboards people forward now because I feel like we. And I was just talking to my brother about this. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I feel like because of the things that I went through and because of the the stories and the tales and the BS that I had to spew when I was so mentally sick to make people think that I was okay. I feel like I can see through when somebody is like being dishonest with me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've, I know this isn't a term that I've created and I'll, I'll, you know, for the sake of our podcast and how it's clean, you can't bull crap a bull crapper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like you can't BS a B there you, go. you can't BS a BSer, right? Like I, I feel like I just, I was telling my brother when we were talking about just business stuff and you know how the company's working. I said, I feel like I can tell when somebody is thinking about what to say when they're speaking to me versus they're just telling me what happened on a job site or with a piece of machinery or something like that versus they're kind of making it up as they're going to like lessen Mm -hmm. the blow. And I feel like a lot of people pick up on that nowadays. Like they can sense people being genuine they can sense people being vulnerable they can sense people being honest so i think that actually helps you more than it is a detriment if that's you know there's my no it does and i think people like because i'm not i'm me this is me like i'm what you see is what you get on and off film like i just that's us like you want to see us like like today i text you with your sister on there about you trying to get on my shoulders i'm like we literally did that yeah, and we weren't doing it for for any video. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> just well, so this, is, this is the funny thing is so so it's fun. It's a small world. Um, my sister uh, runs and manages a company that Tyson's going to be working with to help you know move Copper Johns along, and I kind of helped facilitate them connecting. And and obviously, you guys know I'm kind of a part of the Copper Johns team with helping Tyson. Oh, absolutely. And I. So we're on me and him and my oldest sister are on a group text. And I I I connect really well with my oldest sister. She's obviously like mom number two. And Tyson and I are just being me and Tyson. 
Like, even though this is like kind of a business matter, <laughs> like, no, seriously, like she's all professional. I'm like sending you memes and yeah, <laughs> like, like we're sending each other gifts back and forth of like drawing hearts on the window and like <laughs> love, love you, boo boo. But it's just like, and then the funny thing is, my sister Courtney is like, oh, I love being kind of a fly on the wall in this conversation because. I don't know. I, I feel like you and I obviously work really well together, but I want to, I want to go back this really quick. One, yeah. I didn't know if that was the power couple respect where uh, yeah. she's doing pull-ups on and wrapped around his hips. I'm like, so which yeah. one would Logan be? I think no, Logan in, in the, in the power couple, you know, we're like Beyonce and Jay-Z. I definitely am Beyonce. Yeah. So, but I wanted to kind of go back. You were saying um, this just proves to your influence, right? Um, you talked about your family dinners and the high lows and gratitudes. Me and and Chelsea and my kids, we do that now. Mm-hmm. We They're sit so around. Cool. We've we've been having more. We've been having as my kids. My kids get super excited. Like, are we having family dinner? Because you know how it is, dude. You yeah. got six freaking kids. I've got two. Like when our schedules are meeting up more, and I feel like it's become easier now to like sit down and do dinner together. Um. And my kids are getting really excited. And a lot of times we'll do like guess the animal. So we'll like give clues and we got to guess the animal or we'll have a couple other fun games. And one that we always do is high lows and gratitudes. And the kids flat out are like, oh, can we do high lows and gratitudes? So like now it's a part of like our family little traditions. And that came from you guys. So like that's, that's cool. that that's fun for me because then it's teaching my seven-year-old and my five-year-old to like, what was something that wasn't the greatest part of my day? Okay. Mm-hmm. And what was some, and what was something that was better and what's something that I'm grateful for. Right. And I think it promotes them as a young, at a young age to be like, I'm thankful for mom for making, mm-hmm. making this yummy food. I'm thankful for mom for driving me here. I'm thankful for dad for doing this. Or it's like, I'm thankful that I got to go sledding today and, and yada, yada, yada. So it's, I mean, we talk about this all the time. It's all about perspective, but sometimes I think you have to go through the slumps to appreciate, yeah. to appreciate the highs. And, and, and you and I have both been through our fair share. And that's the, the crummy part of it is, is I feel like I shouldn't feel this way. And I know I should, cause I'm, I am grateful for everything that I have. I am grateful and, and I don't feel bad. It's just like, but I feel bad and I can't figure it out. And the therapist is like, Tyson, there's, it's just, you're so hard on yourself. You worry about everyone else besides your, and then you worry about everyone else before yourself and you don't give you any time. And, and he yeah. said that. And I'm like, I just, he's like, have you ever went on a vacation by yourself? I'm like, no, I would never do that. It's like, why not? And he's dead serious. It's like, you need to take time for yourself. And he's like, and I'm like, know. no, I would take Candace or I would do so. He's like, no, like literally like, when you you need to go and just take a week and be by yourself, and I'm like, I don't th- I don't think I would ever do that. I can't. Well, I guess when we went to Vegas, I was kind of a I was there kind of by myself. I mean, my wife and kids uh-huh. were still here, and I'm like, but I think I was worried about them the whole time, though. Yeah, I don't, how, I don't I don't know how I don't know if I could even do that. Like, yeah, I uh, I would have a hard time um, having fun without them. Yeah, I feel like I'd feel guilty. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But, but I don't know what he's saying. That's not necessarily healthy. Like we need to be able to be with ourselves and be okay with ourselves. And I'm like, I get that. 
And I'm like, well, I'm by myself. Like, you know, sometimes I will just work by myself and that's kind of what I want. Like it's my time to just, or I use the restroom. I'm like, that's my time. But uh, he's like, no, like five minutes. poop. Yeah. He's like, no, you need time away from everything. And uh, I'm like, well, when Copper Johnson makes it, I told these guys, I'm going to go on a cruise with everyone and I'm going to sleep for three hours or three hours, yeah. three days, three days. Yeah. <laughs> like, you already get hours. up and eat all the freaking churros I can eat. We're going on, we're going on a cruise for sure. I, I want to go on one. Um, but you're even though I've got, water. remember, even though I've got dude, dude. <laughs> okay, here's 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 the here's the uh, here's the twist in the very serious episode where we're gonna get really funny for a second. So we for Christmas we got we're not we're not video game people, uh-huh. so we got we have one of those, but we have one of those Nintendo Switches because I mean that's not really video games, right? That's it's it's Mario Kart and uh-huh. anyways. So we we bought for Christmas our family gift was like two more controllers, so now we have four, so we can play Mario Kart with all four of us. Plus, we bought the Mario Party game where you can like, I don't know if you've ever played Mario Party. It's um, just, I have. It's where you're fighting each other, right? Yeah. Well, that's Smash, Super Super Smash Brothers. Then like no. That. Is Mario this Party is, like a board game thing? Yeah, it's like a board game and there's a bunch yeah, of mini games. It. Anyways, I'm also a huge, I grew up in the Harry Potter era. Like the books mm-hmm. were coming out as I was growing up. So like, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. My kids have all watched my or my. My daughter, Olivia, has watched all the movies. She likes, she's reading the first book with me. She loves Harry Potter. And they came out with that Harry Potter legacy of Hogwarts game where you can be like a student at Hogwarts, not Harry Potter. You can like create and be your own student. Well, they, they, they put it on the switch. So me and me and Chelsea were like, oh, we got a little bit of extra Christmas money. So we like downloaded it for (laughs) freaking 60 bucks. Anyway, so I'm sitting there playing it. I'm enjoying it. I'm not like, up all night i'm like okay i play it for 45 minutes and then i'm i'm toast there's this one challenge where you have to go swimming in like the black lake next to hogwarts it's a video game and i legitimately was getting anxious swimming in the deep dark water and it's a freaking video i'm sitting on my couch looking at my freaking big screen tv playing this video game on a nintendo and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) because there's there's like monsters that pop up that you have to fight you're gonna be able to snorkel can you snorkel well, see, we went snorkeling when we went to Hawaii, but it was like I could stand up and it was like up to my oh. head. Right. Mm-hmm. But, dude, it's like I feel like the older I've gotten, I'm kind of like, I this is I don't know what this feeling is. <laughs> like, <laughs> is this what real like I'm like, I thought it just I, I mean, even I just was like, I got to get out of it. I can't do the water challenge. And this one like, okay, it literally gave me anxiety. And like I turned the light on because I was like playing in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I am so pathetic. Like, I have fallen so far. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting here with a hernia at 34 years old. (laughs) But no, I I think uh, I was, what was I going to say? Just talking about just the ups and downs. Um, I mean, we go through this a lot. We've we've talked about this a lot. I think you can keep this. I mean, we could probably just talk about this every freaking episode and it would be, it would be good content because everybody relates to it. you were saying um, you're feeling guilty, right? I want to go back to that. Yeah. I think that is a telltale sign of a legitimately good person. When you feel guilty, not that I'm saying it's a good trait, but I think it's a, a good sign, a, a, a good indicator that someone is legitimately a selfless person. When you feel guilty, trying to take care of yourself, 
granted there are things that can lead to that like trauma like relationship abuse things like that like people feel mm -hmm. guilty trying to take care of themselves but i think when you boil it down to like simplistically looking at it like from a man's role in a traditional sense right that you can i i, I guess i can maybe somewhat confidently say that i think most men especially ones that are listening to this podcast probably can like identify with that that Absolutely. we know that our role our role is like protector father you gotta you can't show a whole lot of like struggle sometimes because you know the fear of like oh man if i'm struggling what are what are they gonna they're they're not gonna feel like they have the security that they need and i mean i i, I would like to say that we need to end that stigma you know but i i think that that's that's a personal stigma if that makes any sense like it's mm -hmm. something that people are just going to inherently just think about themselves regardless of what society says so i think that's just a battle we all fight yeah i have always thought you know in the past that people have depression because they don't live their values and no matter what their values are if you don't live those values um, then you're going to be sad because you're living against what you believe. Mm -hmm. And I still do believe that to some extent. Like if, you know, you don't believe to kill people, well, you don't kill people, you'll feel guilty if you do. That's too extreme. Yeah. But you know what I mean? That's extreme. But but something like that to that point. And now I come to the conclusion that I think that's true. But I also believe that there's a lot of people who struggle because they're exhausted. They struggle mm -hmm. because they've been beaten, beaten up and thrown out. Uh, there's so many things in the world today that is just, it's rough. Like, and so like I was telling, uh, saying that before is like, who are we to judge? Cause we're not. And, and I'm grateful that, uh, that I go through these things. Like Candace and I really have talked about this multiple times. I'm like, why is this still so hard? Why are we still? Mm still not paying ourselves why are we still after three years it feels like we're growing well it's not phil we're growing and growing and growing but yet we haven't paid ourselves like we're we're working more hard than we ever have for free <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. and, and and it's discouraging oh, yeah. and and candace and i were talking about i'm like i wonder if we're just supposed to learn something like from a higher like if you believe in god or anything like that which i do I'm like, wonder if he's just continually teaching us humility so that we don't forget. Because our goal in life is to help people. I am not mm -hmm. being sarcastic. Like, we want to be so well off where someone down the street, you see a pink slip, that their power is about to go out and we can pay it. Or, hey, Logan is struggling right now. Not saying that you are. I'm just saying hypothetically. Yeah. Um, he needs help with some medical bills. Well, guess what? We can hurry and pay. And then no one would know that we paid it. Like, that. And so yeah. I wonder if... If we are just going through the last little phase or not last phase, just to be able to stay humble and remember where we were and are now so that we never forget to help people. I don't know. This is a thought because it's hard sometimes. It's really, really hard. Candace breaks down and cries all the no, time. No, I, I agree with you because I think – I mean, that's, I think that's a good, I mean, that's probably the best outlook you can have. Right. Um, I mean, you and I have talked about this of like, you're not in the business of, you're not in the business of just like creating jobs and, and, mm -hmm. and you're not in the business of just providing paychecks, but at the same time that you, you, that is kind of one of your goals and that yeah. is a major part of your goal. And I think that again, proves a lot about your character, 
But yeah. I, that reminds me. So there's this guy that um, I grew up around and I've always admired him. I worked for him for a little while and he's one of those guys that nobody has a bad thing to say about him. And even if they did, um, if, if they knew him at a different time in his life, like the, the guy that he is now, the man that he is now, like he just, he, his reputation precedes him in the best way possible. So he, he has built quite the empire for himself as far as, um, the insurance agencies that he owns, but he, he hasn't always been as wealthy as he is, but you would not be able to tell unless you knew the man. Like if you just saw him getting out of his car at freaking Walmart, he drives an Acura. And his wife drove like a Honda pilot, but Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking multi, like multi-millions. I mean, he he has a beautiful house, beautiful property and a really good, a really beautiful part of the, you know, the area that I grew up in. Um, But everyone had these stories of like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so was about to lose their house and then he bought it and he let them make payments to him when he could Hmm. or when they could. And oh, so and so, like it's just stories like that happen. I mean, when I worked for him and my we were having our first baby, and um, my previous employer stiffed me on some money owed to me, and he wrote me a check for it. And later, when I when I, I had every intention of paying him back, he just told me to worry about it. And I talked to him one time, and he said, "Look, he's a he's a you know God fearing man himself," and he said, "Look, I." He says, I have a very weird relationship with money. I have realized that the more I give away, the more I never need it. He's like, it always comes back to me when I need it. But I'm, he says, I'm more of a steward of money, not somebody who benefits from it. And so I just thought that was like a very, that's amazing, very like amazing outlook that he's like, it's just money. And he's like, it helps so many people. And so he like, he said, the, I have never wanted or needed for anything once I started like adopting this way of doing things, which is like helping. And he, he doesn't look for like the accolades. He doesn't, he doesn't like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm helping so-and-so and and I'm helping so-and-so like, it's like, you have to hear about it from somebody else because he won't tell you himself. And it's like that guy talk about like living a fulfilling life. And like all of his kids are, all of his kids are great people. Like I know, I know a couple of his, I was friends with his kids. I worked with with his son for a long time. His son pretty much was my boss. Amazing people. They're all good hearted. I mean, it's like this, the example that he, that he created. So it just, I think that when, again, it boils down to perspective, right? I think that you are that type of person. And I think having that natural perspective before the massive success that is indefinitely coming your way is what's going to guarantee that you and Candace are always going to be the same. Like, I I think if you guys had $10 million right now, you would be the same exact people. Yeah, I believe so. You know what I mean? Just like, I don't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I would be, I I feel like I would be safe to say like you guys would be in the same house. I mean, you would probably maybe have, you'd probably have a couple of, maybe a different car. That's about it. Well, it's true. The you transmission's like. going out, and I'm my window won't go down. We need our our. Uh, you've seen our furniture. Our furniture is like everything's broken. Because <laughs> well, you got six freaking monkeys running around your house, man. Yeah. My kids are like, Dad, why don't we get new carpet? We will when you move. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm ten. Yep. Yeah. So about ten more years. <laughs> yeah, about ten more years. Yeah. I don't know. With this economy, it might be twenty. Seriously, though. but no. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, well, you might get a new bumper for your truck, right? 
Yeah, that's so true. But, well, but that's but that's what I'm saying though, man. It's like I mean, I have that's where I feel guilty because I am the I am the daydreamer of you know the truck that I want or the this that I would love or the whatever. But it's like I think naturally your desire to help people is what's going to indefinitely bring more success your way. Like, I don't know, call it, you know, call it religious, call it, you know, manifestation, call it like, you know, willing things into existence, whatever you want to call it. I think that aspect alone, the fact that you guys have the desire to help people, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's inevitable that, when that success train finally pulls in, you know, and it's, it's a long one that's constantly adding cars to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's just bound to happen and you guys are just going to be the same people forever. And you're going to be the, you're, you're the, I, the thing with you, you're just gonna be like, I'm going to own every Dixon flannel once I'm a multimillionaire. <laughs> you're like, and so then I'm going to have, I will. And I then will you're like, I'm going to have, I'm going to have the Tyson line where they're going to have custom made ones with my face on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be on their tag yeah no that is That's just, funny no wait i love dixons is that is that the dixon no no That's not but it. but february 12th we're having that um expo not well not even it's like a, a teaching session oh yeah, yeah, yeah and uh you can wear your dixon and i'll wear that dixon and so we can match and everyone knows we're together not together but together 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 like yeah. not together but together mm -hmm. like you like you like like each other like you were friends in college but you don't like 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 each other like that <laughs> six feet apart because we're not gay <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but i know you got to get back to just grinding away i got a few things i need to get to but i just i'm i'm i think kind of popping the the bubble here of of just the funk that we're both kind of been in you more so than me oh whatever and, we've been in a lot yeah. of pain yeah but see mine is like i don't know i feel like physical physical stuff like really sucks but it's like i had a i had a lot of time off like i was just laying around like I my brother crying. was like, like how does that feel <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like how is that how is playing video games yeah <laughs> just tell me was this just everything i dreamed about it it if, would be <laughs> if it's if it's any consolation like the morning before i went to the er i was Jeez. like i was literally in a fetal position whimpering like a child in my bed and my wife was like what is wrong <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like you were literally crying and i was like i didn't I, I think i blocked it out but like it was funny when i walked into the er and because we have this we have a new er where we where we live they're like freaking 20 minutes away and oh, nice. it's very small but it's two and a half minutes away from my house now so when i walked in and i'm i'm wearing jeans and boots and a hoodie right like i'm, I'm almost like i'm getting ready to go to work and i'm sitting there and they're asking me my pain scale and yada, yada, yada. And the doctor comes in, he goes, so for a guy looking like you to come in, I know you must be in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. He's like, I was like, what gave it away? The boots? He's like, yeah, that and the beard. He's like, <laughs> you know, if you're voluntarily coming in, it must not feel good. But, and then fast forward, I got an ultrasound just the same way that your wife gets one when she's pregnant. And it was so weird to be on the other side like laying in the bed with my shirt mm -hmm. rolled up 
and they got the little towel tucked under your shirt and they got the little squirt the little warm jelly like and they're like looking around so what you have i looked over at the guy i was like is the boy or girl (laughs) (laughs) and he just he was like the dry humored like like type a that he's like i and i'm like never mind i was like never mind dude i was like hey we got a podcast (laughs) people would crack up with that joke yeah, I know, but I told my wife, I was like, this is just such a weird, I, I, I kind of wish she was there holding my hand, like, just, like, role reversal, <laughs> like, her sitting in the chair holding my hand, like, my big bloated belly. I told you about my, uh, my time I got an ultrasound, didn't I? Yes. Did I tell everyone on the podcast? I don't, it's not, I'll wait for that. I think you I did. I think you did. Okay. For whoa, the sake whoa, of it. Whoa, whoa, For the sake of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so I had, uh, what is a prostitutes? I was 30, mm-hmm. 30, 33 ish, between 30, 33, and I couldn't pee. Sunday, yeah. I went to the uh, ER and they gave me uh, medicine. It was like, oh, yeah, you just have prostitutes. This is fine. Just take this. And then they call back the next day. It's like, that medicine won't do anything. I'm like, you think? And so I had to go to another ER <laughs> and uh, they're sitting here poking and prodding me, trying to give me a catheter and nothing would work because nothing would, it's like, the white blood cells were so thick that they had to keep going in and then out. I'm like, this is the best. This is my favorite thing in the world. So they finally got one that's like a huge oh gauge. Just like, and uh, in my whole the whole time I was there, I just saw an attractive nurse. Candace is right here, and an attractive nurse is right in front of me looking at the doctor. And I'm like, I'm just ashamed. I'm like, oh, it's normally not like this. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, anyway, so then they finally get it in and nothing's coming out. And so, uh, we, they, so they walked me over to another section and uh, they had a, they had to uh, ultrasound my so the, where the catheter is and make sure it's like going in the right section and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they're like, you need to bend over so we can do this. And I'm like, there's no way. I can't do it it hurts too much and so they give me morphine and they're like hey i can't i can't do it and so then uh they give me like dude if we give you more morphine you'll die so we're gonna have to give you something else and so they give me pain uh what is it called pain Muscle muscle relaxers muscle relaxers and they had to give me two doses of muscle relaxer the second time i was in heaven like okay so two doses of morphine and two i'm a big dude Two doses of uh, muscle relaxer. I'm like, okay, I can bend over so you can check my prostate before we do all this. And I didn't know what a prostate was, I guess. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden I bend over that's, and I'm like, that's the male equivalent of the hot button. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I didn't know. And uh, Candace is in front of me, the doctor's behind me. And next thing I know, she goes, boop. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Only my wife could go that deep. And, my, and I'm drugged. And obviously, she's never done this before. And her face just turns bright red. She's like, the doctor, she's like no, doctor. No, no. <laughs> and I'm like, don't you be shy. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to get tired of that story. You've told me that like three or four times. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, they did the ultrasound and found out that they need adjusted again. So that was fun. So, yeah. Don't get prostitutes because oh, it's not dude. fun at all. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I. Here we are just two grown men talking about our ultrasounds and prostates. <laughs> so true. And I'm grateful That's for funny. it. I don't even know how to segue out of this episode yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. So, okay. Um, 
All right, we'll see you guys. <laughs> we need to just we need to rename this like the bipolar podcast because we take yeah. you from like the most heartfelt stuff to just the most ridiculous, <laughs> stupid, funny stuff. <laughs> it's true. Here, welcome to bipolar and beards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my. Are you going to do it again? No, I don't okay. want to. I oh, just man. Like, I'm just going to go in a corner right now. <laughs> just, just rock myself. Just remembering the good old days. The last, the last minute and a half. The last minute and a half is us just like trying to figure out how to end the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, have a great day, guys. All right. Enjoy yourself, and we'll talk to you guys next okay. week. All Good right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It means the world to us. If you have a chance, please give us a five-star review as well as write something a little purdy in there so that we know that you know that we know that you care. Anyway, have a great day, guys. I can't do it. <laughs> you know, it's good. That was, I like that. You can't redo it without laughing. That was good. <laughs>